Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And help me welcome our internet family if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. Amen. Well, welcome. I was not here last week. Um, Had a little family event. My daughter got married. And uh, yeah. I want to thank Pastor Sean. I don't know where he's at, but home run grand slam last week. He just did a fabulous job for us last week. Um, But as I said, my daughter got married. We We have five kids and three now are married. And so both of our girls are married, so our, our cost will go down now. And, and so, but um, uh, just a beautiful wedding, uh, headed out at Silver Springs. God was so good to us uh, weather-wise because the day before at rehearsal, we're shivering. And I've been watching the AccuWeather extended forecast for like three months, you know. For December 30th, December 30th, and God was good to us. And then the next day it was rainy and cold and all this came in on us. But we're so uh, blessed to just have that one uh, window of just beautiful weather. I want to show you a few pictures if you don't mind. So uh, here we go. This is uh, my wife, Alicia, helping her get ready. Isn't that gown beautiful? Both my girls are beautiful, aren't they there? And then next one, go ahead. That's Greta. She has brought us joy every day of her life. Now she changed her name. And so, <laughs> and that's her and I dancing together. Unforgettable. <laughs> and then uh, that's Greta and John. So that's Mr. and Mrs. John Green. And uh, real blessed. And there they are. Beautiful time. Ask people, say, how do you hold it together? Um, did you cry? I said, no, because I drank no fluids for a week. So I just, no, no, I uh, actually did, did all right. Um, John's father's also an ordained minister. And so he uh, welcomed them and I walked her down the aisle and then he served them communion. Then we kind of switched roles and I was great until got to the blessing part of it. I'm pronouncing a blessing over them. And um, I got to this place where I said, and I, I pray that you would be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. And it's the thing that I would want for them more than anything else. And I lost it. I just (laughs) boohooed at that point. Thankfully, it was right at the end there. But a beautiful wedding and one of the life events that you look forward to and uh, we were able to celebrate. So anyway, I wanted to show you a few pictures. Hope you enjoyed that. So amen. Well, we're starting a brand new series called Extraordinary. Everybody say it if you can. Extraordinary. Break it down, and we have two words, extra-ordinary. And that extra means not more ordinary. It means more than ordinary. It's to go beyond, to surpass just usual, normal, ordinary. It's exceptional. It's remarkable. And um, what the, the subtitle is probably even more, it makes more sense for us, great practices for a better life. Great practices for a better life. How many of you could have could afford for any area of your life to get a little bit better. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, there, there you are. Well, listen, it can be done. It can be done. There's some things you need to do, though. 
And sometimes when we talk about spiritual things and the grace of God and we mention do or effort, um, people push back and go, no, 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 it's, it's all on God. It is not all on God. Now hear me. Uh, effort, uh, one of my favorite writers, the, theologians, Dallas Willard, he, he says this, grace is not opposed to effort. Grace is opposed to earning. So we're not trying to earn something, but we do need to work and cooperate, and there are some things that, that we do. As I've shared with you, um, you know, effort has nothing to do with our salvation. That's a free gift of God. But effort has much to do with our spiritual growth and our spiritual progress. And remember, very clearly, we see from the Bible, we are doers, and the Holy Spirit is the helper. So we do, and he, he helps. And I think some people are waiting around for him to help and they're not doing anything and so if you want the holy spirit to work in your life do and i promise you this you probably won't get it right but it's here's the deal that you have your heart right and you're trying to go in the right direction and do the right thing and invite him to help you he will help you and and help you to keep all your wheels on the track amen and when they get off he'll help you get get back on track again so don't forget we are the doers the Holy Spirit is the helper. Now, also with in mind with this idea of extraordinary, there's also an extraordinary war that is going on against your soul, against your hope, against your faith, against your emotions, against your expectations, against your future. Let me back up on that idea of expectations. I believe that we're living in a day of lowered expectations. I can remember years, years ago that, you know, you'd step into a new year and people, this is going to be the best one yet. And watch what God will do and watch, watch what I'm going to be able to accomplish this year. And now people are like, well, we'll just wait and see. And I think part of that cloud loomed in on us with the recession a number of years ago. And then political turmoil, turmoil and all kinds of things going on. And I don't know what it is, but we have dumbed down our faith and our expectations. And I want to, through this series, to pump that back up and, and let you know that we can expect. Expectation is a magnet. And so let's be careful what we do expect for our lives. Can I get an amen this morning? Now, you do realize that when I call for an amen, it's for you, Okay. It's not for me. I don't, I don't need, I, I'm, I'm cranked up. I'm ready to go. Do you know what amen even means? It means so be it. It means let it be that way right now in my life. So when I call for an amen, I'm just asking you to sign on the line, check it off, okay, and say, I'm on that bus, right? So that's what amen means, I'm on that bus, okay? Amen? Uh, it was just good practice right there. All right, All right so... I want to share with you over these six weeks some great practices that you can do that I believe you must do, and um, they're going to help you to have a better life. If you do them, you're going to make progress. If you don't do them, let me be bold to say this, you will digress. You will digress. Because what happens here, nothing remains static. Nothing remains just the same. How many of you know you can dust your house and vacuum and everything else? And then leave it. And what are, you, what are you going to need to do in a couple of days? Dust, vacuum. You can mow your lawn, trim, hedge, do all of those things. And there, there, we got it. And you know what? You can park your bicycle and your tires start to rot. Nothing just 
just stays the same. Your tires will actually last longer if you keep riding. And so nothing remains static. So it's important that you don't just say, well, I don't have to do anything. Yeah, yeah, we really do. We need to lean into some things. These are great practices that will make a difference in our life. So what I want to talk about in our first week of this, we're just going to call this today, good morning, good night. Go ahead and read that with me. Good morning, good night. And so I'm talking about how we start and end our day, how we start and how we end our day. This is huge, and there are practices I'm going to share with you concerning this. This is kind of your takeoff and your landing. Now, they say as far as takeoff, that's optional. Landings are mandatory. Okay? But I believe we need to be careful with our takeoff. About 20 years ago, I took some flight lessons. I didn't finish. Uh, I guess I had about 10 hours or so. But things were going on. I mean, church was, we were building, and uh, we were having more kids, and just all kinds of things were we're going on. I thought, I can't be up in the air right now. I need to stay down on the earth. And, uh, but I remember the first time I was going to take off with me at the controls. And um, there's some things you got to do. You can't just go, take off. You know, we started to run out of runway. <laughs> so it's important your, run, your take off. And it's important your landing. And we'll, we'll visit some principles of the whole idea of entering and leaving. There's important things on everything, how you, how you even enter and leave a room. There are principles that apply in seasons of our life, how we enter and how we leave. So, again, good morning and good night. Here's, here's a principle that we're going to bank a lot of this on, and here it is, not new to us. What you do day by day takes you to your future. Go ahead and read that with me. What you do day by day takes you to your future. I believe that. I believe that. I, I try to live that. I, w- a lot of us have these day-by-day bands. Anybody got theirs? Anybody got theirs on? Um, and it just says day-by-day. Day, but what it reminds me of is what I do day-by-day day is going to take me to my, to my future. Um, during the holidays, because we had, you know, Christmas, and then all of my kids and spouses came in, and then we had some extras, and then we had the wedding, and, you know, all of that going on, we were just kind of exhausted. And um, so we had a couple times where we just kind of veg out. Do you all know what that means? And so they're not really thinking, just kind of watching some TV, just kind of, I, I need to be brainless for a little bit. We need to put our feet up. And, and uh, so watch more TV than I probably uh, do in a month, you know. And... Um, Bear this in mind, I'm trying to be, you know, just just watch something on TV, whatever. And I couldn't get away from this, though. And let me tell you a couple of the shows I either saw or saw advertised. And, and this kept coming back to me. Okay, you ready? Hoarders, Buried Alive, My 600-Pound Life, The Olympic Tryouts, uh, I saw an advertisement for concerts at Carnegie Hall. Now, think about all of those. Think about all of those. None of those happen instantaneous. Hoarders, 600 pounds, Olympics, Carnegie Hall. Come on, read it with me. What you do day by day takes you to your future. Speaking of the Olympics, my brother and I 
uh, we were young guys, and we watched a runner on the Summer Olympics. His name was Dave Waddle. This was a long, long time ago. And he kind of come from behind, wore a ball cap, and I thought, dude, that is the man. I'm going to be there. So we decided, my brother and I, we were going to train for the Olympics. So we did for two days. And... <laughs> Which kind of brings me to my point, you've got to be intentional about some things, but you also have to be consistent, consistent about some things. After two days, we decided we would have other career options and not, not go for the Olympics. So let's talk about our mornings just for a moment. What happens in your morning is going to set the tone for your day. And this is something you really need to pay attention to. You know, we've heard that people say things, you've probably said it, well, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Or I'm just always this way in the morning. Or I've been running late all day. And, you know, you drive to work and you're shoveling down a Pop-Tart and putting on your makeup in traffic, you know. Uh, ladies, that is. And, and so we've got all this going on, that this rushed, chaotic morning, and that is not the takeoff that you need for your life. And then we have a little gadget in our homes that actually fools you. You think it means relief, and it actually doesn't really serve as, as, as relief, and that is the snooze button. Come on, how many of you used it to, today even, okay? And you think, well, that would give me relief, and actually it just, it's a margin stealer. It starts to steal margin out of your life. Um, one of my favorite comedians, Jim Gaffigan, he says this about the snooze button. Nothing like starting off the day with a little procrastination. As my first decision of the day, I will go back to sleep. (laughs) So we have to be careful how we set up our morning. The morning is very important. Then our evening. Our evening is what you do in the evening time. You can't just, you know, fall asleep in a chair and drool and then wake back up and whatever's on TV. And then I'm hungry and I'm bored. And then you order pizza and wings and it's 1230 and... You know, you got all of that going on, and then you wonder why you sleep weird and wake up weird. So we can't land it that way. The landing is very mandatory. And and you may not do all of those things, but why is it? And you should not be happy with this, or you should not be okay with this, that when you wake up in the morning, you're sad and tired. You know, when somebody asks you in the morning, so how are you? You, Good morning, how are you? I'm tired, just kind of low. That's not okay. That's not what God has for you. You know, his mercies are new every morning. He has a lot of promises concerning our morning. He, he lights up the sun. He brings up the sun every morning. There's some things that are very intentional and consistent on God's part. There's some things that need to become very intentional and consistent on our part. We're not careful how we do our night, how we land our our, our night, we, it will either set us up for rest or it will set us up for restlessness. So all of this, I think, has uh, some very practical things you can do, but I want to go from a spiritual standpoint because I believe that's the foundation of it all. And so let's look at a couple of things here. Um, get this in mind. If you can have better mornings and better nights, you can have better days which will give you a better life. Amen. Does that make sense to everybody? Yes. If I have a better morning and a better night, that's going to hem in, frame in a better day. And if I get a series of better days, that's going to give me a better life. So 
Let's dive into this a little bit. And things are, first of all, spiritual. First things first. And what I'm going to share with you, we're not talking about taking a lot of time. Some people immediately exempt themselves and say, well, I don't have that kind of time in the morning. Well, you're going to need to carve out some time, but I'm not talking about a lot of time. But you need to take the time that you do and not rush it. It needs to be kind of unhurried. Here's a principle we've been teaching for years. Time, everybody say time. Time is the currency of this dimension. You know, we get 24 hours every day, $24 every day, and you have to spend it. You can't save it. Well, I'm saving time. Well, where are you going to keep that? Tupperware. No. It won't be there. So you have to what? You have to spend it. You have to spend it. Time is the currency of this dimension. Everybody gets the same amount given to you every day. And you take that time and how you spend it really does matter. And this is what I'm suggesting to you. That at the beginning of your day and at the end of your day, that you spend time, spend time with the timeless one. And if time is the currency of this dimension and yet it is the medium of exchange with the timeless one, we're going to receive out of the timeless dimension into here. God's peace, God's grace, God's wisdom, God's help here in this life. But it's going to take some time. We're going to have to spend some time. But again, we're not talking about an enormous amount of time, yet it's going to make an enormous difference. So Here's, here's the first great practice I want to share with you. First and final 15. Everybody say that. First and final 15. And I'm talking about 15 minutes. So your first 15 minutes, your final 15 minutes. Now, this is a minimum. Minimum. This is where you begin, okay? I spend close to an hour and a half in the morning. I get up early to make that work, so I'm not imposing on my family. And... But in the evenings, it's probably 15 minutes. You know, but you need to at least have as a minimum. Say that word. Minimum. First and final 15. Take 15 minutes in the morning. Take 15 minutes at night. Let me quickly go over a list. This is not a checklist. It's not complete. But these are some vital practices. If you'll take these, run with these, you're going to see that you're going to have better mornings, better nights, better days, better life. First one would be this, begin with a bow, begin with a bow. Read, read that with me, begin with a bow. Not a new concept for us. Look in Psalm 95, verse 6 and verse 7. Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God. We are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand today, if you will hear his voice. So I believe that we're to begin with a bow. Now, let me add another verse to this, Psalm 63, verse 1. Oh, God, you are my God. Early, everybody say early. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. That's where we live. And I'm not talking about actual water. I'm talking about for your soul, for your For the core of who you are, this is a dry and thirsty and barren and dangerous land that we live in. And we need to start our day with our source. And so this word early that I had you repeat actually means first. And it also carries the idea of priority and the idea of earnestly. 
So this becomes something that we focus on, but we do it first. We do it early. You say, well, I can't get up early. I work the night shift. Just do it first. When you are starting your day, the beginning of your day, your takeoff for the day, you want to do this. And I tie these passages together, and I say we should begin with a bow. And I'm not talking about bowing for a half hour. It's more or less a salute. It's more or less a statement from the inside of us that we're acknowledging God, that he is God, and that and, uh, uh, we're the sheep of his pasture, that he'll take care of us. All, all of these things, we're just acknowledging him, we're honoring him, we're humbling ourselves, we're submitting ourselves, we're helping ourselves to focus on this right from the get-go. And you may say, well, I can't bow my knee, my back, my hip, or whatever. You know, you can bow your heart, you can bow your head, you can bow your hands, and I believe that's a good, good way to start your day and a good way to end your day. Next one is this, lordship. Lordship, there it is. Everybody say lordship. This should be a daily declaration for us. 335 times in the New Testament we find, uh, in the New Testament epistles, we find this idea of lordship and lord. It's, it's, this is the bottom line. This is the undergirding, overarching issue Lordship. This word actually means owner, ruler, master. Somebody's going to be your owner, ruler, master. And I think early and often and at the end of the day too, you need to decide and declare who is Lord of your life. Philippians chapter 2 says that God so loved us, Jesus came, humbled himself, took on the form of a servant, humbled himself all the way through obedience to the cross. And because of that, God has highly exalted him, given him the name that is above every name that is named. So at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the bottom line. That is the purpose of the whole story that we could have a Lord who is our owner and ruler and master. Not, he's not our, our mean boss and dictator and, and takes advantage of us. He's, he's a loving, benevolent owner, ruler, master. But you better settle who your Lord is. And there's something very purifying and clarifying about you being alone. I could say in this place, let's all say Jesus is Lord, which is a powerful thing to do. But I'm telling you, when you are by yourself in the morning, in the night, and you just declare, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life. Jesus, you are my Lord. For you to declare that and to, to have allegiance to that, that is a powerful and life-changing thing. Next would be this. Declare his greatness. Come on, read this with me. Declare his greatness. Declare his names. Declare his exploits. God gives us many of his names in the Bible, and his names reveal his character, his nature, his ability, his intentions. And just begin to declare his names. You know, uh, you all got Christmas cards, and some of them says his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We can go on with that. He's not just the Prince of Peace. He's the God of all hope. He's the Creator. He's the Redeemer. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's everything. And for you to begin to declare that and then declare his exploits, everything that you split the Red Sea and delivered the children of Israel from Egypt and you helped me last Tuesday. I mean, to declare what his exploits are. Here's what it does. It honors God. 
It builds your faith and it shrinks your problems. Do you hear me? When you declare his greatness, it honors God, it builds your faith, and it shrinks your problems. What it does, it magnifies the right thing. It magnifies God. Not that it makes God bigger than he is. God is big. But sometimes we make our problems big. I love this little, little quote. I don't know who said it, but it's mine now. <laughs> Stop telling God about your big problems. Start telling your problems about your big God. And let me just suggest that this is part of our problem with our our lowered expectations is we're not seeing that God is a big God. You've got to know how big God is. God is big and able to take care of anything. We need to magnify him in our lives. Amen? Amen. Next would be this. Give thanks. Everybody say give thanks. This is... The secret sauce of a happy, healthy soul. And when you have active and vocal gratitude going on in your life, it will keep you aware that God is active in your life. It will also do this. It will keep you focused on who your source is. I'll tell you when you worry is when you forget that God is your source. You get that bill in the mail, oh no, they hiked up my insurance or this or that. Or the mechanic calls, you got a problem with your car, not only that, but you need to replace two tires. And you're like, oh, 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 and you just start to go down. You know, but when you remember who your source is, and no matter what the news is, when you give thanks, you're aware of your source, you're aware that God is active helping you in your life. Amen? Next would be this, cast every care. Read that with me. Cast every care. I don't want to hurt your feelings at all, but you just don't have what it takes for this. We're not built or designed for this. You know, some people, do you know why they're grumpy? Do you know why they're agitated? It's because they're carrying cares. Do you know why some people say about you sometimes they're just not themselves lately? You know why? Because you're not yourself, because you're carrying cares and it alters you. You can't, you can't do that. That's why you're overheating. That's why your eyes are bulging. That's why you can't breathe with your full lungs because you're like, oh, uptight. Because you can't carry those cares. So what do we do? He says, cast your cares over onto me. He says, roll your burdens over onto me. I'll sustain you. And so we have to cast every care. It's a great thing to do every morning. Because again, if you're waking up sad and fearful, I say it this way, sometimes we wake up in a fog. You know what that fog is? F-O-G, fear and other garbage. So deal with it. Deal with it. And part of it has to do with you cast your cares, every care. Don't carry it. I mean, just even say it to God. God, I cast every care over unto you. Next one ties into it and it's this, forgive. Everybody say forgive. You need to just purpose in your heart every morning and every night, God, I forgive everyone of everything. Let's practice it. God, I forgive everyone of everything. Now, I know the human heart. I know the human brain. Immediately you start to, except for so-and-so. And until they... No, listen, this is very self-serving, but you need to serve yourself in this way. I forgive everyone of everything. 
You need to get it off of you and out of you because let's tie back into the last one. If you're carrying your cares and you have unforgiveness in your heart, I promise you, you have the makings of soul rot. Your soul will start to rot as you, they should have never, they messed with the wrong person now. (laughs) Got to forgive everyone of everything. And you set yourself free and you allow God to go work in the situation instead of you harboring, carrying something that you can't carry. Also, during this time, it's a good time to ask God to forgive you. You know, we confess our sins and he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The blood, are y'all hearing me? The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses me from all sin. And so every morning, every night, it's like, God, I tried hard there and I missed it by a mile there and I'm sorry about that attitude and, and, and I, was, I was so close on that one and God, I was way off on that one. I, I need your cleansing power. Forgive me. And he's quick to do it. And then every morning when you wake up, guess what? His mercies are brand new for a brand new day. Amen. Next would be this, ask. Come on, say ask. This is a part of the time. And again, all of this can happen very, very quickly. Ask, what are your needs? What are your desires? What are your requests? What are you dealing with? What are your problems? What, what is it that you want to take place? Ask. The Bible tells us in James chapter 4, verse 2, you do not have because you, because you do not ask. So ask. And understand, let's go back to another one too. Ask knowing how big God is. Don't ask God, God, I need a 50-cent raise. That tells me you think God might could work on your behalf and get you a dollar every two hours. My God's a little bigger than that. You need to say, God, give me wisdom from above and surround me with favor like a shield and order my steps. I need a breakthrough. I need a life change. And I'm asking you because, Jesus, you change everything. And, God, you're so big and strong and able. And your expectations start to rise. And I'll tell you again, your expectation is a magnet and begins to draw things into your life. Amen. Amen. And then next is this. Read and listen. Say it. Read and listen. Understand that God's word is God speaking to you. Understand this too, that what we're after in the morning and in the night, you need to find God's presence and you need to hear God's word. Find God's presence, hear God's word. Say it with me. Find God's presence hear God's word. And so you want to read and listen. Here's the problem with this. Sometimes we just read like an auctioneer. You need to slow down and not just read it, but let it speak to you. It is God's word. Also, the problem with reading is this. Most people don't have a plan. And so they get up early with good intentions. Pastor said we should do this. And you get up and you just turn it open to Leviticus. And you're like, well, this is a blast. <laughs> you need to have a plan. I'm going to start a series after this series. And, and here's the essence of it. We're going to go through the Bible in seven weeks. Not just reading it. I'm going to give you the big picture. Show you how all this all connects together. You're going to love the word of God more than ever. And you're going to have more peace and less panic in your life because you're going to see the big picture. But you need to read the Bible in the right way. You can get plans. Everybody say you version. You version. Say it one more time. You version. 
It's online. You can get the app. You can, there's so many Bible plans, devotional plans, reading plans that you can get to. It is absolutely free. It's online. You say, well, I'm not online. Well, it's 2018. You need to move a little, okay? <laughs> and, and we no longer have cassettes either. I just wanted to throw, throw that out there. But, and, and you know what? You don't always want to read online. These are the four that I'm working at right now. These are devotionals that every morning I'm in these for a little bit. 365 days in each of these. They're dated. I got one from Billy Graham, one from Craig Grishel, one from Max Lucado, one from Joyce Meyer. You know, one of the gifts that I gave to all of my kids and their spouses this Christmas, I do this every few years, I bought them a devotional. I, I, I found devotionals. I wrote inside the cover what I want for them, that I will be praying for you every day declaring grace and peace to them and so that every day they'll crack this open. My daughter blessed me. My daughter in Nashville, she sent me a text yesterday to say, Daddy, thank you for this book and thank you that you're praying for me every day. And so this is a way that we can get in this every day. Where do you get these? You can get these about anywhere now. You can go to Target. You can go to Walmart. You can go to a thing called Amazon and get it to your house like in no time. But use these things. So either online or get, I'm just at a place where I, I like more things in my hand, paper and ink. Maybe I'm old. I don't know. I'm just old school. I am not old. I resist that in 2018. I got to finish. Last is this. Filled and led. Filled and led. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit. And that you would invite the Holy Spirit. Simply look at me for this. Don't make this what it is not. And don't miss what this is. You just simply invite the Holy Spirit to fill you and to lead you. Bible City descends like a dove. We're not waiting for goosebumps and a jerk. He's a dove, not a taser. <laughs> and just invite him. That's all he wants. As you open up the door, I need you to fill me. I need you to lead me. And listen, listen. He's the comforter. He's the helper. He's the advocate. He's the strengthener. He's the standby. He's the creator. He worked out all of redemption. He is whatever he needs to be to help you in your life. And here's, here's, the, here's my closing thought with you today. Do you know, do you have any idea how good the Holy Spirit is at raising children, solving problems, balancing a budget, doing surgery, selling real estate, teaching a classroom, living your life, breaking addictions, overcoming temptation, rising above depression? Do you know how good he is at this? Holy Spirit, fill me and lead me. Now, these are just a few things. This list is not complete, but these are some things. These are some great practices that if you'll put them into practice, I'm telling you what, you're going to have better mornings, you're going to have better nights. When you have better mornings and better nights, you're going to have better days. When you have better days, you're going to have a better life. Amen? So every day, priority as you start and as you land, find the presence of God hear God's word, and I'm telling you what, life is going to come up. Amen? I got to stop right there. Did you get anything at all out of this today? All right. Hey, stand with me if you would. I want to lead you in this prayer. All of this is available as a child of God. You just don't have that connection, that bridge, that door without a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. 
If you've never started that, please, uh, above everybody else, pray this prayer with me right now. Let's all pray together. Father God, I come to you now in Jesus' name. Jesus, who loves me, gave himself for me. Lord, I love you. I give myself to you. I ask you right now, come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Savior and be my Lord. And by the blood of Jesus, shed for me. Forgive me right now of every sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Make me brand new. And now fill me with your peace, with your joy, with the Holy Spirit, and with the assurance you'll never leave me. You'll never forsake me. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You prayed that prayer a minute from your heart. God heard it. It counts. Amen. Be very important that you uh, let somebody know about that. As always, after every service, prayer team is up front. If you need prayer for anything, they also would be exactly who you need to talk to this morning. Say, hey, I just prayed that prayer. It's been a great morning. It's going to be an incredible year. Let's get our expectation up. God bless you. I love you. Peace. You're dismissed. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.